Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. There's nothing better than a good book. If you know where to find one, visit the bookstore at PrepperBroadcasting.com and see the most popular authors. How-to books from tanning food to tanning hides, herbal remedies to survival medicine. Want fiction? It's there. Find yourself surviving a global disaster or a horde of zombies. Nonfiction? It's also there. We have the books that will have you cheering for the hero or crying for the lost heart. Visit the bookstore at PrepperBroadcasting.com and see what you've been missing. You've just joined the Prepper Broadcasting Network, where we promote self-reliance and independence. The views and opinions expressed are strictly those of the host or their guests. Visit us in the interactive chat room at PrepperBroadcasting.com. Good evening, everyone. If you're a prepper, you're in the right place at the right time. This is the Prepping Academy, skirting the globe through miles of fiber optic cable at nearly the speed of light directly to you with your hosts, Forrest and Kyle. Coming to you from the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, the information you get from the show could save your life. Whether you're a veteran, beginning prepper, or just curious, there is something here meant for you. Hey guys, welcome to the Prepping Academy. I am Forrest. We got Kyle across the table. It is Friday night. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and there has not been an EMP. Why would there be an EMP? Oh, wait, wait. North Korea and all that crap. Maybe that's why it's on your mind. No EMP. We are safe and sound in the Queen City. I don't know about about safe. Okay. And the sound, is that that like a mental state? I don't know. I don't don't think I've ever been sound. Yeah, that's true. Hey, if you're listening right now on Blog Talk Radio, please jump over to PrepperBroadcasting.com where we are live. And we have an interactive chat room. You can interact by chatting. Well, it's actually it's typing. It's not even chatting. I don't know why. Why do they call that a chat room? It should be a text room. Yeah, basically. So, hey, um, we come to you live every Friday, Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm trying to get my tongue to follow my brain. Here. Yeah, it's not uh, going well. We're the Prepping Academy. PreppingAcademy.com is our website. Check us out. Queen City, live. Information you hear tonight could save your life. Or it it might just be some... You you wrote that. Did I? 
Yeah, in, in our little that, intro. Oh, I was, I'm your muse. No, <laughs> no, uh, no, no homo. <laughs> so, um, but uh, how was your week? It's pretty uneventful. It doesn't even feel like a Friday. It feels yeah. like a Wednesday. It's just the week has gone. So we didn't. Slow. We didn't meet this week and have lunch or anything. No, and you know, I thought we were going to meet at that Asian place. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. did. I was gone a couple of days this week out of town. Bomb. I went to the Carolina Prepper Network uh, meeting in Asheville this week. That was good. It was on communications. I'm yeah. a big comms man. You are yeah. zero comms. Yeah, well, that's because I don't like whenever the crap hits the fan. I don't want there to be any technology. I don't want. Cell but you've phones got to or... use it then even more. But if it it's, a, it's a force multiplier. No, I, yeah, I realize these things. Okay. I just yeah. don't want there to be any. Oh, you just want everything to. F- and you are you still dreaming for an EMP? Yes, I I actually go in my prayer closet <laughs> daily and pray for an EMP. Your war room? Okay. Yeah, my war. Actually, I, I may or may not be working on a war room. <laughs> that is posters of General Patton on it. Oh, that's too much information. What? Uh, hey, g- hey! If you're not if you're listening to us by podcast, we appreciate it. But you can listen to us Friday nights, by the way, 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you're listening to us live, you can listen to us on a podcast. Just search us, find us, leave us a review. Yeah, give us a review, a good review. Like, say that we're like the the new Rush Limbaugh of podcast. I don't know. Or as the kids say, just say like we're on fleek, something like that. What the heck does that... What the, what I, I don't know. My, my employees used to say that. They'd be like, oh, okay. your, your eyebrows are on fleek or something. I don't know. It's some lingo they use now. Okay. Well, I got a request this week to do a topic and it's a it's the same subject but you don't know what it is. Well, the perspective on it is I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't know what it is. Okay. But so I've heard about it for, for It years. is time for Kyle's Conspiracy Theory of the Week. So every week, Kyle calls his good friend and brother, Alex what? Jones. Alex Jones has nothing on me whenever it comes to this stuff. Well, who's the other guy? The, what? Uh, the, George Norrie? No. George yeah, Norris. him or yeah. the other guy. Steve Quayle? Yeah. So you're, you're friends with all of them. You hang out. You go on vacation with these guys. We went golfing once. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> And Kyle likes conspiracy theories. And hey, one of your conspiracy theories I think came true this week. Which was what? Like all phones are bugged from the from the beginning. What was that called? It was um, Vault Seven. Well, I know that, but there was like something specific. Oh yeah, it was uh, the program. I I I can't remember. Yeah, but so all all iPhones are bugged before they even leave the factory. So. That was it. But so we do a thing every week called Kyle's Conspiracy Theory of the Week, and it is that time. We need special music for that. That would drive G Man nuts. To oh yeah, like and <laughs> Q. We need oh we need some like the um, Doctor Who Who music or something. Who, who music? Doctor Who music. Gotcha. So what is Kyle's Conspiracy Theory of the Week? This week, I chose to talk about the Black Knight satellite. And you've you've never heard. Right? If it's not, it's allegedly this thing has been floating around Earth's atmosphere for what they estimate thirteen thousand years. I don't know where they come up with that number, but at least the past, we'll say, hundred and twenty years or so, something along those lines. Um, allegedly, for the past fifty years, it's been transmitting radio signals all over the world. Um, 
the U.S. and Soviet Union, they both identified as the space objects unidentified. Nikolai Tesla supposedly claimed to intercept signals from it in 1899 um, after building a high-voltage radio device in Colorado Springs. In the 1930s, astronomers worldwide were reporting strange radio signals, which allegedly were coming from the Black Knight. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on and on about what this could possibly be. Um, I've heard I've heard some theories. There was one person that said that it was some sort of theory about, and you, you've heard of like seeding, how other, we'll say other species could use mm-hmm. some sort of like a device to fly into like a planet and seed the planet with you know, animals so what, and plants and stuff so like that. So what have they been doing for the last thousand years, charging up the batteries? Maybe, maybe. Some people said that it was something that got damaged, you know, entering or exiting the atmosphere, and now it's just floating around in space. Um, and then you told me one today, and I've never heard this one. Yeah, a friend of mine from Asheville, mm-hmm. he's in the he's in the, um, the chat room right now, um, CPN Asheville. He said that, that is, they actually have a the government has a plan that when the biblical rapture happens, that the government is going to blame that on that that spaceship, or and they're going to have all this evidence, and they're going to say, "Sorry that we've been keeping this from you, but they've been spying on the Earth for the last hundred years, and we kind of knew they were going to do this. They were going to take a segment of the population and." That's how they're going to explain the rapture. You know, I don't, I don't know if I go with that because, like I was saying before the show, is it, it has to rely on a pre-trib rapture. And, you know, I don't believe in a pre-trib rapture. Yeah. Um, I mean, not necessarily, but I think the population is going to dwindle very quickly and well before the rapture. Mm-hmm. Um, as the Bible does say, it doesn't, you know, promise us from trials and tribulations. It pretty much guarantees it. Um, the other side is... There is a lot of UFO activity. I seen one the other day where they were showing the International Space Station, and they showed this huge object create a shadow over top of it. They have no idea what it was. It wasn't the moon. It wasn't another planet. Like a cloud in the sky. A cloud above the International Space Station. Oh. Space clouds. Yeah, space clouds. <laughs> there you go. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of things that, that that go on that we don't know about. I mean, remember that painting I showed you, the painting in Germany where it showed like four or five different types of UFO shapes, and they were supposedly shooting each other out of the sky, and, and it was well documented. Yeah. And I, that was like 500 years ago. I just don't go into any there's alien There's Ezekiel's wheel. Yeah, I just still don't believe there's any aliens out there. I, I don't think they're aliens. I think they're demonic. Demonic. Yeah. Okay, that is interesting. Um, would they? They would have to still create it on Earth because that's some kind of metal object, isn't it? Or you don't? Not, not necessarily. I mean, there, there's a lot of different materials that we don't know about. Just this is what we have here on Earth. I mean, there's other metals and minerals that. Y'all remember the church lady? Could it be Satan? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, Satan floating around in space, but. Maybe he, he's waiting to come out. I mean, I've heard – there's so many theories. I heard one this week that said Antarctica's melting and it's going to release the Nephilim. And I'm like, I ain't even going to touch that. Like, oh I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if some fallen angels – So the Black Knight? Is that what it's called, Black Knight? It's called Black Knight. And they made a movie after. Oh, that's, that's the Dark Knight. That okay, that's right. No, right. That was different. So, I don't know. When it comes to aliens and when it comes to I, – I, I just don't – you know, I just don't go there. I just don't believe in aliens – 
Well, as he points out that we may be the aliens. We may be aliens. He is definitely not. I could be, and I would welcome my mothership's return because it's getting too crazy down here. I'm licking my ear right now with my tongue. Yeah, it's kind of perverted. (laughs) You're weird. Very weird. (laughs) I need you to stop. So that's your conspiracy theory this week is the dark night. You know, it's kind of interesting, too. Pepsi did a commercial, I think, last year, and they, they had the Black Knight satellite in there. And it was like, I forget, it was like radio beaming something and activate it and mm. I don't know, some stupid thing. But it's interesting how they're taking things or conspiracy theories, some companies, and uh, turning it into you know, popular uh, media. Yeah, that's about. So um, i tell you what, if you want Kyle to speak about a conspiracy theory next week, go to PreppingAcademy.com. And there's a contact page. Just fill out the conspiracy theory you want him to cover. And I will sit across the table and laugh at him. Yeah, it won't be it won't <laughs> be next week, but it'll be the following week. Why not next week? Because I have to do the write up tomorrow. Oh yeah, we. Oh yeah, we. Yeah, oh, that's so right. It would be the following week, week so yeah. we don't know. Yes. So we're always one week behind there. Kind of the story of my life. But anyway, um, yeah, we didn't say publish them in the. I'm sure they're going to start putting all kinds of conspiracy theories in the chat room. Okay, so this week, oh, exciting times for us. Um, the Carolina Preppers Network is getting sponsors. We're growing. We're meeting in 11 cities in the Carolinas. We've signed on, you know, I think I've mentioned these before, several um, sponsors, and I just want to mention their name. What, um, one of them is called Survival 401k. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to, in two weeks' time, we're going to play replay that podcast. We will not be live, um, and we're going to try to we're going to play that podcast where we actually interview. His name is Ross. He's the um, owner of 401k Survival, and he goes through. And tells us how you can use your 401k, your IRA, for your prepping and preparedness supplies. Yeah, some people probably need to jump on here soon. Yeah. I just, I, you ever get the, as long as I've been in the prepping community, mm-hmm. you ever just have that feeling, just like something's getting ready to go down. It's too quiet. Too, yeah, like something, as soon as my kid's walking in the door. <laughs> no. You something major, you think? I, I, I feel like something major is coming. I yeah. really do. With everything escalating with North Korea, with China, that, the economy. Mm-hmm. With that, you need to go to CampingSurvival.com and buy some of their products. They're another sponsor. And the other one is called Retreat Realty. If you're looking for land. Some great properties. Great there. properties. They are your people anywhere in the Carolinas, Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia. But that's enough about sponsor. We will have more on them as the weeks come. Um, but tonight's topic is... The first 24 hours. Wait, At, 24? That was a TV show, wasn't it? Yeah, the first 24 hours. The first 24 hours after what? After That's a good poop? question. Well, yeah, well, it depends on what happens. Exactly. So that, for all the different scenarios, you have to fill topics. in the blank right there. Yeah, so we, we, we have a lot to go over quickly. Quickly, mm-hmm. so we only have 45 minutes. Because um, there could be a ton of things. It could be aliens. It if it's could, like Independence Day, you only have so many hours, and then the clock ticks down, and then everything gets wiped out. That was a good movie, but it was not real. Do you know that? Shut up. <laughs> Will Smith was the bomb. 
So the 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 first twenty four hours, and when you when we came up when you came up with this topic, the first thing I thought of was, and I always think about this: mm-hmm. curiosity kills the cat. Well, that's why I don't like cats. Well, uh, and the reason I I think I did a speech one time and I talked about the first twenty four hours. If your curiosity keeps you in place, that could that could be I eat cats. Great, 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 Pappy. Uh, well, I would. Well, we probably all do. We all go to China. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> but curiosity kills a cat. So if something happens, you don't need to stay around and watch. I'll give you a really good example. And this is one of the ones I usually do whenever I've talked to people and kind of consulted or given them advice. Whenever something happens, you need to go into reaction mode because do you remember whenever there was blackouts in New York? Mm-hmm. Yes. Years ago, maybe 10 years ago or so, something like that. And all people did was just walk around and they were staring up in the sky and looking at the skyscrapers and looking at each other like, Dirt. Dirt, what happened? Yeah. The government's going to get the power back on. Yeah. You know, a good example is I have a friend who, who runs a website and it's all prepping stuff. Been around for a while. It's, it's kind of irrelevant now. There's not too many people on there. But whenever Sandy Hook happened, he and his wife lived right on the coast. Their house was totally demolished. First thing he said is, we're getting out of here. They already had a bug out cabin off mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. They went there. Thank God they had that because everything they had was gone, except mm-hmm. for what they had for the prepping supplies, and they already put up at that cabin. Yep. But just don't don't stay around. Don't you know, stay around. Just get that that's out. why, I, and we're going to go through this a little bit, but that's why communication equipment is key. You can go to your bug out retreat and still listen and monitor what's going on in the world if you have the right equipment. But you need to get out. You mean you need to have a, 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 a policy, first one out survives, and you need to be that first one out. Now, if it is a, uh, a thunderstorm, hmm, you might not need to pack up your family and leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does depend on what the, the – um, you know, I just had an epiphany. Uh-oh. What happens if you're the first one out, and then the people who are behind you? Wonder if you just take out all their tires and block the road, so everyone gets trapped in. Is that is that mean, dude? You, like you cover the road and call traffic? No, it's not mean. It's evil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. Jeez. Slowing down the horse. So kill everyone else, so you're the only survivor. Yeah, someone thought it was funny. Oh, gosh. Okay, but there are different things. There's floods, earthquakes, volcanoes, wildfires, heat waves. Bomb threats, lost a job. If you lose your job, don't pack up everything and leave. That's not good. I mean, unless unless you've just had enough. It's time to start fresh. Dude, you just can't leave your house. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe you're just you're just a free spirit. It's just time. It's time, right? You're gonna end up in a tiny house one day. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I I want to. Yeah, you and you're gonna so, have long hair. I and, used to have long hair and some tie dye. I see that in your future. You know what? That's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. It's it's called I'm going to move to Asheville. Okay. No. So a couple of the threats that I go over is typically, and social unrest is one of the symptoms of many of these, but you have social unrest, natural disasters, war, EMPs, martial law, um, CMEs, economic collapse, nuclear, biological, and chemical threats. And I even put in extra planetary. Say you get smacked by an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going alien. No, but no, no. It's extraterrestrial. Okay. Extraterrestrial. Because okay. I mean, look at what's happened in you know Russia and stuff like that over the past you know several years. They've had those huge meteors fly yeah. over, 
blow up. You know, if if one of them was imagine one of those over New York, mm-hmm. oh, you know, people would freak. We, I mean, that would be crazy. I mean, like a mile wide, that would be crazy. Yeah. But there, but here is my thought on this a lot, and I, I say this over and over. And if you come to the Carolina Preppers meeting in the Queen City, Charlotte, you know I say this all the time. America is positive thinking on everything. If tonight, if New York City was to be blown up with a nuke by North Korea, 99% of Americans tomorrow need that paycheck, and they will go to work. Yeah, they will. I, I think that's part of the problem is, is you know, <laughs> people no longer realize that they're free. We still have freedom. It's the things that we we give ourselves over to mm-hmm. and subject ourselves to these things. Like if 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 something happened here that I knew that going to work was going to be detrimental to me and my family's lives and their futures, I'd say heck no. There's not a chance I'm going to. It's, it's like kind of like driving to work in a blizzard. That's the most profound thing you've said. Americans are no longer free, and it has nothing to do with the government. No, it's, it's their own psychological state. And it's their dependent on that cash flow coming in from their job. Oh, yeah. And and if they don't have that, they things go – it affects their body. It affects their, their relationships. Mm-hmm. But freedom is when you don't have to work and you don't have to be in a particular place to get that, that dollar. No. So being out of debt is huge. That's getting off the subject here, but that is huge. That is true. Yeah. That Americans are not free because we're tied to a dollar. I'm going to give a real good example here, and I'll take it back in a biblical perspective and kind of segue us back into being prepared. You remember the story of Lot in the Bible? Yes. And what happened to Lot's wife? He she turned into some deer looking yeah, material. She turned it, she turned into a giant pillar of salt, and it wasn't. You know, a lot of people think that whenever you look at that story, it's like. Well, oh no! She turned into a pillar of salt just because she went to see the carnage. Right? No, she was she was one of those Americans almost where she had a chain wrapped around her leg, thinking, "Oh, but I have to go to work on Monday. Or I have to do this. I have to do that." No, you don't. Just whenever the time comes, pack your crap up and leave. And go. There is and nothing so, that important. And what I te- what I tell people all the time, let's say that it's a false alarm. You and your family had a good vacation. Yeah. A getaway, a practice run. No one was hurt in the incident. You practiced, you went up there, and you had a good time. Yeah, no, no, whenever you leave, don't be like, hey, homeless man, give me five bucks and you can have this house. Here's the deal. No, 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 yeah, 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 don't do that. Yeah, I tell my neighbor, Larry, <laughs> he laughed, don't you? We call, I called him Larry as a joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's my, that's my dad's name. But I, t- I tell Larry, hey, there's some supplies at the house. I'm gone. I won't be there. Take care of my house for me. Yeah, because there's a there's not a lot of supplies here. Yeah, because you know I, most of mine are gone. Yeah. Now, see, one of the reasons it's funny you say that is one of the reasons I, I pick on you because I always think how organized I am by comparison. Because I've shown you pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, you're pretty OCD. I'm very OCD, but I think that's why preppers should be. Like, there's a lot of preppers. You you there's two types. You either look at the pack rats who just go out and they buy all this crap. And they have it strewn in through their bedroom, their garage, everything like that. Are you saying that's me? Yeah, that's you. And then there's me who has everything in, you know, nice 
cobalt heavy plastic labeled know. with serial oh, yeah. numbers with you know with ammo cans inside suction everything measured RFID out. tracking I mean <laughs> you know you know I do I do what I got to do but I mean I'm ready to go everything's pre-measured and set and uh-huh you know it's yeah. good okay so the first thing my my two cents my theory is you got to go it, it, even if it's, I mean, you got to go. You get out, get out of Dodge. Don't wait on the government or other people to tell you. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah, because the government will probably tell you, we're here to help. Yes, but you know what? Let's back up a step. If you don't have somewhere to go, that's interesting. Now, if you've ever come to one of my meetings when we talk about bug out locations, I put together a perfect, per- perfectly good bug out location for everyone. Yeah, you did, I, I, and I think that's. I'm not amazing. sure I'm going to share it on lot on on the air, but there, my what I've recommended is a a great bug out location for people for people, and it I mean it works. The plan that I put together works. Assuming it's not so bad that no one's there, right, to to take care of that and mitigate those things, but but I'm not going to suggest that on the. I just don't think I should. But anyway, so you gotta have a place to go. That it could be a family member's house, could be a friend, could be a high school friend. Um, you just gotta have a place to get out of Dodge because ninety percent of us live in the city. Is that what's the statistics on that? I made that number up. No, it is. It's actually remember we, we covered that one time yeah. on U.S. population. You no, know, most statistics. It's like eighty, eight, eighty-nine percent of Americans mm-hmm. live in a metropolitan area. Yeah, about eighty percent of statistics are made up on the spot. Really? Yeah. It's like this show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got to get out of Dodge. You got to get out of the city. Why do you have to get out of the city when a major disaster? Uh, a lot of reasons. A lot, a lot of reasons. Everything from where your closest nuclear reactor is, your water supply, population density, crime. So I would say this. It is safer to be in a small town, let's say in South Carolina. Maybe. Maybe maybe Virginia. Maybe Virginia. (laughs) In South Carolina than in any large city. Because a small town is going to be affected a lot longer than people in the city. I mean, they're they're, they're going to, they won't realize the impact as fast as a city will. Yeah. You ever been to Steverville, Tennessee? I have. They would not know for probably a month anything happened. Yeah, that's true. I mean, literally. I mean, that's true. My, my, my best friend lives up there. I mean, we went up there one time. and Wait, wait you got another friend? Yeah. Holy yeah, moly, I'm going to yeah. write this down. Yeah. He, we drove for like literally like 45 minutes to get to a restaurant. And we get there and it's like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> we gone five this is the first one we got here. Yeah. And right behind it was a Walmart. No, that was another 45 minutes. Oh, no, okay. no, but So smaller towns will be affected not as quickly as I think larger towns. Well, and I think I think that actually comes into play. Like if you look back in the previous shows, we've talked about Agenda 21. Mm-hmm. That's been an agenda for the past yeah. several decades is to get Americans hoarded up into cities. Cities, yep. And what's the easiest reason for that is right. you know, kill people off. And to maintain them, put a... Put yeah. a, a border, a build a wall. Oh, yeah. You know, it kind of almost reminds me of the ghettos that, you know, oh, wait, the Nazis. Yeah. Oh, wait, weren't there a bunch of Nazis that we brought over? Yeah. Oh. 
Okay, so the first thing you need to do is get to a safe place. I have to ask you a quick question. Okay, go ahead. Flying Dutchman, what's your hometown in Pennsylvania? Um, well, it's going to take about three minutes. Yeah, it'll, 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 take, it'll take a few So minutes. he'll respond. Yeah. Hey, so number two I have is, I mean, number one is get to a safe place. Number two is to gather everyone and check everyone over. Make sure no one's harmed. Make sure you got everyone there that's supposed to be coming. Um, he responded. Hey, let's take a quick break. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the Target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered from fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com privacy. We'll see you there. Parrotsville. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you and Flying Dutchman are having a great little chat through the radio. So the se- first thing is, the second thing to do is to check first aid. If someone is injured, gather everyone together, make sure everyone is fine. If there's burns or if there's gunshot wound, whatever, just then treat everyone once you're safe. Now, see, I have a policy that I installed with some of my friends who we always said, like, you know, if anything happens, we would get together. And I said, depending on the scenario, if there's any sort of pandemics, mm-hmm. another thing you want to keep in mind is you, you don't want to be like running up and hugging people, you know, for at least a good right. seven, 14 days, depending on, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on. You know, and if you have no plan, you have no plan. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Meaning you're you might not be able to get in touch with your family members. They are not they're not gonna know where you are. You gotta have a plan. And that plan all that plan happens beforehand. So but you then you gotta check in with others. Once you get to a safe place, you check your immediate people that you're with, make sure everybody's safe and good and 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 all good. Then you got to somehow have an ability to check in with other family members, no matter where they are, and tell them what's going on. You get out of Dodge or whatever, mm-hmm. or meet them at predetermined meetup sites, right? Yes. So what time are we at right now? We are at 9.30. So should we go ahead and... Well, gee, man, I didn't want them, but um, yes, um, we have, um, you know, commercial breaks, just like every show in the world, maybe. 
Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it it's Ron Paul, man. Oh, Ron Paul. So we're going to take uh, about a two-minute break, and we'll be right back. The Prepping Academy with Forrest and Kyle. We'll be right back. We have exciting news. You can now afford to have your own freeze dryer. That's right. For the first time ever, it's possible to have a freeze dryer in your home. It was invented right here in America by Harvest Right. With this new appliance, you can freeze dry your own food and it will last 25 years. Imagine freeze drying fruit, vegetables, meat, and your own homemade meals. It's as easy to use as a microwave. Learn more about this amazing home freeze dryer at HarvestRight.com. Again, that's HarvestRight.com. Find peace of mind for your family at Forge Survival Supply. Founded by United States Marine Corps veterans, Forge is the premier destination for quality, American-made survival and emergency preparedness products. Freeze-dried foods, water filtration, fire starters, fully equipped bug-out bags. Find everything your family needs to stay safe, protected, and nourished during times of uncertainty at ForgeSurvivalSupply.com. Delivery is fast, and it's free on all orders. Need help? Call our 24-7 support team. As a listener of this program, Forge Survival Supply would like to give you an additional 10% savings. That's right, an additional 10% off your entire order, plus free shipping by entering discount code SURVIVOR at checkout. That's ForgeSurvivalSupply.com and use discount Hey, I'm Joe Alton, MD. I'm here to remind you that disasters can happen anytime, anywhere, and you need to know what to do in an emergency. The new 2016 third edition of the Survival Medicine Handbook is the essential guide for when medical help is not on the way. The Survival Medicine Handbook covers every issue you'll face in times of trouble, and it's all in plain English. Get the Survival Medicine Handbook at Amazon.com. I guarantee one day you'll be glad you did. Back to the show, The Prepping Academy with Forrest and Kyle. All right, we are back, and while we were at the break, Kyle showing me his little. You don't have a computer, do you? I mean, you I do ninety percent of your stuff on that phone. This phone's amazing. Tell me your iPhone Seven isn't. Say it. Say no. I'm just it's amazing, yeah, but it I, I just can't stand to type documents on it like you do. I, I I don't know. I've gotten used to it. I have. I mean, like look at my thumbs. They're like muscular. Oh no, your thumbs they're are like a little this, tiny. They're like the they're tiny. That's like a chicken leg. No, they're, they're they're That's more like, like meaty. Um, Tyrannosaurus arms. They look useless. Smack you. <laughs> so what was I showing you? You didn't finish your sentence. Oh, your list of things that we're getting ready to discuss. Yes. Yeah. And you, we were going to discuss some disasters and what to do. Precisely. Yeah. So just just a few. Um, so social unrest happens. Social unrest. Where's my gun? Isn't that the first thing you always, any disaster, you grab your gun? Really? I thought it was grab your kids. Oh, no. That is one of my kids. (laughs) (laughs) See how I set you up for that? That's that's wonderful. Um, So social unrest, depending on what's happening. Obviously, like we've experienced that here in Charlotte. Did Did we flee? No. We had rioting north and south. Yeah. So no, no, not necessarily any reason to freak out, panic, rush right out. And usually social unrest will have ebbs and flows to it. So usually it's something that if you, if you see it, and maybe you live in a metropolitan area, you live in a downtown area, that you're seeing something like that happen. 
unless there's like an immediate threat, it's not something where you need to like just grab a bag and go. A lot of times, well, it, it'll be violent through the night, and then usually five, six a.m. something like that. Things will start to kind of die down by the next day. Daylight comes up. People take their kids to school, etc. It's, it's, it's that is true. The best time to travel. Yeah, is around four or five o'clock in the morning on that. Yeah, but if the power goes out and you get reports the power's not going to be on for thirty plus days, yeah, and social unrest starts happening, yeah, I would say it's immediately yeah. get out. Yeah, I'm just saying just regular old social. I would unrest. drive right straight through the city, right? I, I yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say. I'm just talking like if something happens, okay. like what happened in Ferguson or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Everyday events. No, that's not saying if there's an EMP or a financial collapse or right. future okay. or something like that. Then okay. I would say you want to get out quick. Okay. Um, so next would be like a natural disaster. Obviously, it would depend on the natural disaster and, and what you want to do. Like I remember with Hurricane Katrina, you probably remember this too. They actually covered the overpasses. I mean, they had Humvees and everything like that. And they were like, no, go back. Mm-hmm. Had those people just said, hey, the hurricane's coming. Let's be responsible. Get the heck out of the way. Sometimes that's really the best thing to do because once there is some sort of natural disaster, Big Brother's gonna come and quote unquote help you. Right. And you don't necessarily want to be forced to receive that sort of help. You know, like Sandy Hook. Or not Sandy Hook, sorry, Freudian slip. Um mm. like Hurricane Sandy, you know, get your they hot had, chocolate. They had five days notice yeah. that it was coming. Mm-hmm. Katrina, they had seven days notice. Yeah. They knew it was going to hit inside the Gulf. Are you kidding me? Why would you stay? Yeah. I mean, it's you love your property more than your family? I mean, it makes no yeah, sense. And particularly considering your property could kill you by landing on you. Right. Or, I mean, flooding. That's that's another major one. Like, look at the, the folks who lived out uh, around Oroville Dam. Mm-hmm. I mean, they constantly have to be on alert now. Yeah. Well, uh, just the flooding in, um, um, in North Carolina we had, what, six, seven months ago? Mm-hmm. My sister lives in the east coast and she was evacuated i remember and, you saying that and she waited to the last minute yeah and pretty much what that means is you're the last car yeah. potentially behind <laughs> a long list of cars or a long line of cars um so the next one was war so that one's kind of a little bit more difficult <laughs> gosh we go from flooding to war <laughs> I, I think i think because the next ones that follow kind of all play in together okay and i think they're pretty reasonable is if there was any sort of red dawn sort of scenario i think a lot of americans a lot of preppers worry about that and being rational i think you know you look at some of these loose cannons like north korea um you look at some of the information we've read over the past few months about russia even if something were to take place how quickly would you want to make it out and i think that really comes down to where you're living is are you living in a target area something that would be of interest for another nation to control like obviously living in charlotte well, what would our our prime you know target be here right banking yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so we would not want to be here right um if you live near maybe you know major resource centers but like you know that. the interesting thing to that we do have the bankers here but the the none of the actual servers are here <laughs> but but still the infrastructures here of people and knowledge mm-hmm. but the infrastructure is not here yeah i mean the like, tyson corners and all these big database data centers yeah 
I mean, the place where my mom's originally from, uh, we didn't know it for years, and then I actually found out it was Hitler's number one place to strike the United States, and it was because of the railroads. So that's another thing to consider is where do you, you know, just just being aware of that sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if war were to break out, I would say it would be something where you would want to pretty much immediately right. get it's, out of the way. If if we know any bomb whatsoever hits any major city, yeah, you need to go. Not saying that even another bomb will, will come in, yeah. but if it hits Chicago or New York, that is a major that that it will take America years, if not decades, to recover from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you read about the recent ones? I guess there was some sort of leak about a a new Russian nuclear missile that generates a tsunami and basically floods the water with uh, radiation. Or radiation, and I think I forget what level of cesium it is. Cesium is something else, and said it would like contaminate things for like twenty seven years. Mm. I didn't hear about it. Yeah, so they were saying about coastal cities. That, and that's like that. a conspiracy theory. No, it was actually leaked. <laughs> oh, it was leaked. Yeah, okay. it was leaked. Um, so the next one I've, I've covered in there, following war, which actually would probably be a precursor to it, would be an EMP. If an EMP goes out, you may not be going anywhere, unless you're going by foot or you, you have gotta, a vehicle. You, you still got to go. And I do not like bug out vehicles. You don't have one. No, because <laughs> you'd be stuck on the road anyway. You're gonna be it's stuck on the road, yeah. and the people that want your vehicle, they're gonna get your vehicle. First, it's gonna be police officers and firemen. They're gonna say, "I have a right to take your vehicle. You have an operating vehicle," and they're gonna hold. They're gonna put a gun on you and try to take your vehicle. Well, that's why I'm gonna have you in the back on the fifty. Oh well, that will be fun. Yeah. Do I have like metal shields? No. Oh, that's no. not good. So no. So, yeah, if an EMP goes off, it's something where unless you're really comfortable with where you're at mm-hmm. and you're out of some sort of fallout range, you know, um, you, you, you want to get out with pretty EMP quickly. Start walking. Is the worst case scenario. I mean, the worst case scenario is the sun swallowing us. What? What? Why would oh, you I bring that, that up? I mean, that, if we all just depressing? disappeared tomorrow at one time, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, no, it would only be half the planet. The other <laughs> half would be left. Mm-hmm. Burning boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hell, man. You smell that? Mm, it smells like Americans. Uh, all right. So, martial law and executive orders. Mm. That's a big one for me because martial law could be enacted for a number of reasons. It could be terror cells that come active. Um, but have you ever looked at some of these executive orders? Yes. And they are downright evil. Yes. Like they this. can take over. They can. If there's a puddle in your front yard, they can come in and take over. Yes. And claim that as government property. They can come into your house under martial law and say, you, your wife, your three kids are now property of the United States of America, and you are going into a labor camp. That's ridiculous. And if you don't believe that can happen, look at um, Boston Marathon bombing. They were going house to house, clearing houses, mm-hmm. and it was against – the constitutional right of the homeowner, some of them didn't want to come. They were confiscating guns. Well, beyond that, look back to 1930s, 1940s, and internment camps being planned for Japanese Americans. Japanese, Americans. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've had this issue for a long time, mm-hmm. and now you look at everything else that's going on, and particularly since the Clinton era, the executive orders have been put in. We know the government knows best. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know, it's, it's it's for a greater good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, so 
So anyways, just just moving right along. If there's martial law, um, a lot of people have kind of said that you'd have 24 hours. I tend to believe that's a lot less depending on where you live, and mm-hmm. you have to be aware of that. Like for us, we live in you know in a banking city. I would probably say we would have where's the closest base. The closest what? Military base. Oh, it'd probably be Fort Bragg in Fayetteville, two okay. hours away. Yeah, so we probably have about two. That's four. a huge military strike. Yeah, but yeah. depending on where we were, where we were going, right. you might have two to four hours. Mm-hmm. I would say. I would say within two hours, they could probably block every major interstate and bypass in and out of Charlotte. Right. Yes. Very easily. Then mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you live a little bit further away, maybe give yourself six to eight. 12, et cetera, so on. You know, I'm not one of these that believe martial law is going to... I'm not sure our government can pull off martial law. And the reason I say that is because, you know, in my survival school, I have a... I get a lot of police officers that come through there. And I ask them... It, 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 when we, we always have a lunch break, and I sit there and, um, and ask people questions... And I asked the police officers, hey, what's going to happen if X and X and X X happens? And they point blank tell me, well, I'm going to go home. My family's more important. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that to a certain extent, but there's also been a lot of foreign troops who've been training in the United States. There's been reports of that for, God, I don't know how long, to the tune of hundreds of thousands of soldiers that come in here from the Netherlands and, you know, but I hear you, but if you wanted to put, to put in martial law in North Carolina only, yeah, it would take over a hundred thousand troops to do that. Let me ask you something. Whenever you've ever seen someone hurt sheep. Yes. How many dogs do they need? That's true. They don't need many dogs to hurt sheep. Yeah, people just, oh, they got a blockade. I can't go past that. Yeah. And there's one guy down there in the Jeep. And, and how, many, how, many people, how many people would sit there and be like, oh, no, honey, honey, we can't leave. I heard the military's Were out. They got to touch me? <laughs> no, I was not going to touch you. <laughs> don't get excited. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, if they saw a military Jeep blocking the road, they, they're they done. They're no, done. They're, they're going to turn around. They're going to say, oh, this ain't worth it. Yeah. Okay, what's your next natural disaster? First, we're talking about the first 24 hours now. If, if crap happens, crap hits the fan, I mean, how I, do you I, respond? What do you do? I just want to take this real quick moment to say that my wife was listening. And she, she was trying to add commentary onto this, and she texted me, and she's listening to last week's on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. Oh. I'm not, we'll just call it, yeah, yeah that's, that's, just, that's wonderful. That's just special. That's wonderful. So the next one was CME, and that kind of goes along with the EMPs. EMP, yeah. Um, you got to get out of Dodge immediately. Yeah. And then, and you actually have a warning, though, with CMEs. You, yes, I, we do get warnings, but we've gotten so many warnings, and they say, oh, it's a level nine. Most people don't understand what that means. Right. What class flare right. they are, if they're X class, if they're M class, et cetera. And they have, you know, affected power and radio signals, but we've never had anything since 1850 or something. Yeah. That actually the Carrington was, event. The Car- that was major. So they say that we're due one. Yeah, oh, we, we, I think we definitely are. But the sun's been really funny. We should be at solar maximum. We've been at solar minimum. 
Antarctica's melting, Hawaii's getting snow, the Middle East mm-hmm. is getting snow. Uh, who knows what's going on? It's really weird. The next one, probably the most relevant one, is economic collapse. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a really big one because if the economy starts to tank, how long do you think it's going to take people to actually freak out? Months. You go to the ATM. They think the government's going to save us. They're going to freeze the stock market. I, I think they're going to. They have so much hope in our government. It's crazy. I think it's it's. It can go one of two ways. Okay. It's either going to be like Venezuela, where everyone's standing in line for eight to ten hours to get a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk, or it's going to be. That I mean, that would be normal people, normal right. sane people. Wonder about the amount of the population who's on food stamps. Wonder about all the illegal immigrants. And I, I hate to call them bottom feeders, but I'm just going to be very honest. There are some people that are bottom feeders. That was Kyle that just said that. And they and they, <laughs> they suck off of the rest of us yeah. from our tax dollars. And, uh-huh. they, and they, they do it very intently. And they can't go and get you know any food now because they no longer have food stamps. I think they're going to be the ones that they'll cause the social unrest. Well, even they if will the be visa system or the the credit card system was to go down, yeah, they would. I mean, because they they get the little EV, is it EV cards? EBT. EBT, and they they can't swipe that. They start freaking out. I've and seen a woman once tear apart a convenience store because hers wouldn't work. Yeah, and I mean, literally just walk through and just trash the entire place. Mm-hmm. She was probably handicapped too. <laughs> I mean, the size of her, she should have been. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that system, the EBT, EBT system, if it ever was to break or people miss or the government just – there was an error and didn't get their money, the people's money in there, that would be – that would be crazy. Are you texting your wife? Yeah. Your wife was listening to last week's show. Well, that's good. Because then we can edit what we shouldn't have said out of this show. So we should listen to yeah. this show next week. Yeah. You know, she's like, you guys were good. You didn't say anything wrong or anything. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. So the next one was nuclear, biological, and chemical. Those are all kind of different. So if it's biological, there's some sort of pandemic. It's kind of hard to tell because you, you don't know where... Well, TV is hitting big time. We got 50 people in Charlotte that has TV right oh, now. Are they burning them? And they were homeless. Ooh. A lot of them were homeless. They're giving free tests. But 50 people. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's really crazy. That's, that's kind of bad. Um, so yeah, we'd ruin my night. Yeah. <laughs> so. And they camp out around your house. Oh, no. I mean, they're, 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 they're a growing population in Charlotte. So if it's biological... Um, depending on what it is, obviously you want to pay attention to the CDC alerts and stuff like that, kind of see where the, um, the central locations are for a disease. But then I would say you probably want to get out. It's not as big of a rush unless it's in your immediate area. But once you start seeing it growing and kind of surrounding your area. Right. That's a slow. Yeah. That's, it's gonna, that's faster than the economic collapse, I think, is it? I think that's going to be slower, but yeah. maybe not. I mean, if this is a straight-up zombie apocalypse, then I'm staying. You know, this brings me to a point that I had to be one of the first points <laughs> that I missed on my notes was get some kind of an alert system. Like a dog? Huh? No. No. Like, um, I think it's um, Alerts USA. Yes. You subscribe to it. It's like 100 bucks a year. And they are always 
if not minutes, hours before anyone else talks about a subject. And they only yeah. send out alerts that are, you know, with a, you know, a, that are important. And there's all kinds of. We have an alert system now that we've installed in the Carolina Preppers Network. We actually have an app that people can download, and I can send emergency alerts to them. Or just do like I do and just use Drudge. Or you can and well, refresh it every five. No, yeah, it, refreshes. it refreshes on its own. Yeah, it does. it does. So get some kind of alert system to be ahead of the game as well. Um, okay, what's the next one? So I'm going to put these guys together. So nuclear and chemical. This is one of those things where it's good to have testing equipment, have protective gear, because if something does happen and you're in the immediate line of nuclear fallout, you do not want to immediately just run out into the open air. Right. You kind of need to hunker down, depending on what it is. You may need to wait two weeks to two days, whatever. Um, chemical, obviously, you don't want to get trapped in some sort of chemical attack. You need to get shelter, seal up your windows. Or so nuclear, there's the first blast of gamma rays yeah. that can kill you. Yeah. If you get by that, then there's free radical waves or whatever that kind of stays in the air that can be blown away. Mm-hmm. But then there's the fallout as well. Yeah. Well, if just just to clarify, if you're in that first wave, because the way, from my understanding, a nuclear bomb actually goes off, is it actually creates the first wave. The second wave speeds out. The first wave actually collapses in on itself, so it'll actually kind of create like a vacuum. So if you're anywhere in that immediate range, you're just you don't need to worry about bugging out because you're just gone. Right. <laughs> you melt. <laughs> yeah. Your shadow somewhere. Okay. Um. And then so, but then you got to have some pills. Yeah, potassium iodine. Potassium iodine pills, yeah. and that what that cleans your gallbladder. Is that what, what it does? No. Oh. Was it clean? No, it, it actually protects your thyroid. It's thyroid. going to saturate that's your that's thyroid. It's a positive side so that you don't you know, absorb the radiation because that goes and you're, you're pretty much screwed. Yes, that's uh, what I meant. That, you were testing. <laughs> yeah, I was testing. I can tell. I can tell. Um, so then the next one I have on here is extraplanetary. <clears throat> and I just I, – I threw that in there. Asteroid? Yeah, okay. asteroids. Because we do get alerts on some of that stuff every once in a while. Right. And it's not unforeseen that something could come up and, you know, hey, there's a five-mile asteroid heading for New York City. You might want to just go ahead and leave right there's now. There's only been 75 movies about that. It's like they're trying to tell us something, though. Yes. An asteroid one day will hit New York City. I mean, if you have 75 movies, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I, it is kind of interesting how, you know, life imitates art sometimes. Yes. I guess 2012 was I that mean, an asteroid? What was 2012? 2012. Movie? I don't remember. Yeah. I, yeah. So in the chat room, we are looking. People are talking about. Um, oh, Ooh, yeah! Don't eat fish from the Pacific. Why would you say that? That's yeah. just evil. Yeah, don't don't. Um, they have new TV that is resistant to treatment. Did you know that? I have heard that. Yeah. There are superbugs. There are all kinds of things that are scary out there. Was um, 2012 was um, plate shifts. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. The, the giant tidal wave coming and swallowing up everything. That was great. That was great. <laughs> you, you're, you, you're they a had doomsday these, they dreamer. Had these, they had these like fantasy ships. Doomsday that, you know, dreamer. You're a DDD. 
Doomsday Dreamer. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Could you dream about that day? You know, that is, okay, the reason I say you dream about that day, I mean, in, in joking, yeah, is because you're prepared. Other people regret it because they fear, because they know they're not prepared. You know, years ago, whenever I was on this prepping website, myself and, and another guy who was a prepper, he was a doctor out in Colorado, we sat down and we actually wrote a little paper together. Um, about the the reasons people actually prep, and I think we came up with eight categories, and so a lot of the categories were really interesting to sit down and think about. And then we actually came down to the most rare category, which was actually he and I, and we we talked to probably about 300 preppers and had a little survey about this. Most preppers nowadays are doing this. I, I don't want to say because the economy and the way it is, they want to be relevant mm-hmm. whenever everything collapses. They want, they look at this as possibly a second chance. There's a lot of people who do consider that. There's some people who are in it for glory. They have a fantasy vision of it. Um, there's some people who are doing it just strictly out of conviction. Um, and then there's people like me and him, and we, and we pretty much agreed on, on this topic, that the reason we do it is probably because the, the systems and society that we see today or have pretty much just become irrelevant to us. We just acknowledge that they're they're downright corrupt, mm-hmm. and kind of look forward to the day when those things are washed away, and we have an opportunity to refresh things. Um, not saying that I, I look forward to you know people dying and being killed off, but you know I free wills a you know what, and if they decide not to prepare themselves and and take care of things, then right, that's not on me. I yeah, I can. but you're prepared and you're ready. Um, other people aren't. They fear that day. I fear it too. But because you're going to be with me, so I mean, I would fear it. That too. is well, a problem. I, I mean, like, that is amazing. I feel problem. like we could make like a prepping comedy movie. You know, and we're gonna have a big announcement next week too. Oh yeah, yeah. Aren't, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and it's about. Are, are we making that here? Yeah, we, we we will do it here. Okay, we'll we will do it. Here so well. next week there's going to be huge announcements. There's something that we're putting together mm-hmm. that um, you may be a part of or may not. Yeah. So that's next week. Huge announcement. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if the Wall Street Journal, New York Times didn't pick this up, I would be surprised. So um, I don't know about that. Let's hope, let's hope not. I don't need that many. But that is next week. That's something we've been planning for months, correct? Oh, yeah. If more than more – than... and, and, you know, it's something I never imagined myself doing. Okay. Never imagined it. Yeah, because – yeah, because you've never imagined yourself having friends. <laughs> oh, I, didn't say that, I, didn't, I didn't say it was friends. No, no. no you know, it's just it's, – it's one of those realizations you come to as a prepper whenever, right. you're, whenever you've been doing it as long as you or I have. and. Mm-hmm. You finally say, you know what? It's uh, it's time to take this up a notch. Right, and so it's going to be a huge announcement next week. Um, Kyle is going to spearhead something that I'm going to be a part of as well, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a big announcement. And so in it, he is going to come out of the closet. <laughs> okay, that's not it. Come out of the closet. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Clo- yeah. So, um, okay, guys, that's. The first 24 hours are critical, but if you don't have a plan, you got you got to do the first 24 hours. You got to be you got to plan for the first 24 hours. We don't know when the first 24 hours are going to happen. 
We just all we're preppers. We know that the first 24 hours in some time in the future is going to happen. So that's why we plan, we buy equipment, we train, we get the right mindset, so we are ready for that time. Yeah, my big, my best advice though I can give to anybody is actually have your stuff organized, ready to move. There's, like are you I said, pointing your finger? At I'm me? not pointing my finger at you. Okay, you're fairly organized more than more than some people I see, but just have it stored, ready to go broken up and you know that right. you can get everything in your car and or your truck in a half an hour or I have it pre what are you thinking of pre, i mean staged pre-staged yeah have so, caches be doing be doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah. don't don't be a, a keyboard warrior I mean, that's why we're here is to get people motivated to do things to train them yeah. to get ready and so that it could save their life yeah so someday Whenever we're down and out, we're like, oh, man, I could really use for some freeze-dried foods from five years. Have you mm-hmm. had that freeze-dried ice cream in a while? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, here's Forrest and Kyle. We're like, hey, you saved our life. Here's some. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. We'll, we'll be doing good. Then, we'll, then Kyle will shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, that is our show. Um, next week, topic is unknown. But we have a huge announcement. Yep, huge announcement. And... Um, but we, I do have. I will say, I'm going to be talking about the um, the secret of Fatima, for the, the conspiracy theory. The who? The secret of Fatima. Okay, you never heard of this. We, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's kind of a religious. Hey guys, we are out of here. We will see you guys next week. We'll catch you next time on the Prepping Academy. Today's broadcast has come to you through the courtesy of the Prepper Broadcasting Network. See our hosts, show schedules, archive programs, and more at PrepperBroadcasting.com. Thanks for listening. Fun just got an upgrade at Carowinds this season. Experience the excitement of a traditional Carolina County Fair, complete with four new classic rides for the whole family to enjoy. Dance through the air on the Dosi Do, go around and around on the Rock and Roller, take in the view from the Zephyr, and challenge the Electro Spin. And after that, enjoy classic County Fair food that'll thrill your taste buds. Plus, now through June 18th, everyone pays kids' price only at Carowinds.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.